0: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show.
1: Boing, we cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how's wrong?
2: We have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems
3: to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle.
0: Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what?
3: We ate two feet before we is I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs>
0: we have top men working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Greetings! Hey, if you missed the interview with Brad Orson and Brooke Orson-Lewis from The Shed, Never fear. You can go back and get the podcast. Actually, if you are listening through podcast, you'll actually have to go back and get that separate episode. That'll be the first hour that'll be released on Wednesday and the second hour released on Thursday. Still to come on the show this evening, the Embedded Correspondence segment. We'll be talking a lot about the Barbecue Hall of Fame and how that's structured. Of course, I had a huge outline of stuff to get through with the Orson slash Lewis family. Barbecue Hall of Fame was on there. And, of course, I didn't get it. It's like when I'm prepping for the show, I spent uh, all day, well, most of the evening Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, most of the day yesterday, prepping for uh, my side of the Embedded Correspondence segment, also prepping for the Memphis May conversation, because I want to make sure that I'm asking the right questions. I want to make sure that I'm not asking the same stupid questions that they're probably going to get digging into a little bit more of the family side of it because I think that might get left out of it a little bit, especially on a a national or global level for the audience that I'm covering. So I want to make sure that we're pulling that aspect in there as well. And I keep thinking to myself, not enough prep, not enough prep, not enough outline, not enough questions. Keep going, keep going. And then all of a sudden I'm through two and a half pages of whatever that translates into the Google Docs because that's what I use to prep for the show for ease of interface. and. Eight minutes in, I was like, oh my God, that third page is never even going to be seen. But better to over prep than under prep because then you're caught looking like a damn fool saying um and ah a lot and saying the same thing over and over again. or saying a lot of nothing over and over again, which I hate. So always over prep and over deliver. And I think Brad and Brooke over delivered on that interview. That was great. So if you missed it, go back and get that in the podcast. If you're just tuning in here for the second hour, don't be frustrated because you misread time zones or you think you're getting brook and bread this hour. No, no, you missed them, but you'll get it on podcast and settle in for the Embedded Correspondence segment coming up in about 10 minutes from now. I just wanted to keep on the Memphis and May thought just for a few more moments. Indulge me, please. Do you know who I saw all over social media this weekend at Memphis and May. Can anybody guess? Free t-shirts, medium or quad fat, if you can guess. I saw Dave freaking Grohl of the Foo Fighters. He was all over Memphis and May, all over selfies, obviously approachable, or at least faking it really well. I saw him... With The Grill Girl, Robin Lindars, saw him with Diva Q. That was where I saw him first with Diva Q. Saw him with Mo Kaysan, actually saw him with The Shed. I mean, they're talking about their brother, Brett, being a sound engineer traveling with Jack White. Rock and Roll Royalty was also there this weekend right in The Shed's conclave, which was Dave Grohl from The Foo Fighters. I'll come to find out as I'm tapping my sources that are on the ground, Dave Grohl is a huge barbecue fan and was either competing with or hanging with a team that was across from the Traeger 10, I believe. And I don't know if there is a bigger Foo Fighter fan currently in existence other than me. I think I'm the number one fan. Since the very first album until the most recent album, all points in between. Huge Foo Fighter fan. So Dave, if you're listening, I'm your number one fan, the band's number one fan. And, you know, I've man crush on Dave a lot. Huge Foo Fighters fan. Your invitation to appear on this show is good forever. So if you ever want to show up on this show, just call in. 216-220-0966. You can email me. I will come on location with you, whatever. But it appears from all accounts you're a huge barbecue guy. Why would you not want to get down with the best, biggest, most awesome, and longest-running barbecue show ever in existence, the Barbecue Central Show? I'll even send you a t-shirt so you can rep it up. I am happy to have you on the show. Invitation good from now until forever. See you in two weeks, Dave. Book it. Something else that I noticed as I was seeing the Shed win Kingsford again second year in a row. I don't know if you guys were following a lot of the social media stuff that was going on through a bunch of the different teams and various personalities, but I saw what appeared to be A Kingsford bag, which normally would have charcoal in it, but this time there were pellets in it. Uh Pellets? Not cookers, actual pellets. You know, I actually heard someone else in a live feed, the guy that was actually doing the chicken wings for the shed, Carlo Casanova, who, by the way, and if you don't know Carlo, my man is top-notch barbecue cook. IBCA for sure. Top-notch barbecue cook. But I heard in his live feed on Saturday say something about, as they were walking the stage or something like, that Kingsford was going to be making a charcoal pellet. Did I hear that right? Did anybody else hear that? I swear he said charcoal pellet. If I go back on his Facebook page, assuming he didn't delete any live videos for Memphis in May, when they were going up for that Kingsford Award, or maybe it was chicken. No, it was the Kingsford Award. That he had mentioned that Kingsford not only was making pellets, that is confirmed, by the way. Kingsford is making wood pellets. Again, no confirmation that a cooker is around, but I have to imagine if Kingsford is getting into the pellet manufacturing game, or maybe they're private labeling from somebody, but they're selling, they're going to retail pellets, that a cooker is not too far away. To me, it doesn't make any sense that Kingsford would just decide to get into the pellet-making business. I think they might be coming out with a brand of cooker as well. Maybe they're going to team up with Weber on a pellet cooker. I have no information on that, by the way. Pure speculation. But I heard that there might be a charcoal pellet. Now, just to show you that I'm doing my due diligence, I, of course, immediately reached out to Candy Weaver, pellet queen of the world from Barbecuer's Delight, past KCBS president, currently a moderator at AmazingRibs.com, and uh, one of the owners at Barbecuer's Delight, and said, hey, what do you know about charcoal wood pellets? Is it possible? I heard it on the... She said, "Uh, 100% can't do it. You need the linen in the wood in order to make the pellet. And if you get that wood down to charcoal form, there's no linen left, which you actually need in order to, am I saying that right? Linen in order to make that pellet form and pellet stick and all that stuff. So I don't know how they would make a charcoal pellet, but we'll have to see how that works out. Now, you know, in in conclusion, you know I have to get out in front of this one as I have received no less than 75 or 100 emails notifying me of what? Rempy, there is no such thing as show karma.
4: Get that stuff out of here.
0: Melissa Cookston did the show last Tuesday and then did not Andrew, you are not the final. Did not final in whole hog. And of course, did not Andrew, you are not the final. Win the overall world championship. This goes to show you that your show karma is a joke and it does not work. Uh Thank you for listening. Regards, no names please. I I don't even know how to answer that. Are you really going to hold me to task because this one time the barbecue show karma doesn't work? One time out of hundreds of times when a competitor has showed up on a Tuesday, competed over that coming weekend, and won. I have documentation after documentation after documentation of it working why do you think Melissa booked the show a year in advance because she has done the show and she has won that next following competition this one just happened to be Memphis in May that she wanted to get on who can falter for that nobody's to blame here one time it didn't work get over yourselves come on central lights you know it works You've just been waiting to try and kick me in the balls to show me that there's no such thing as show karma. And here's the best way to prove it. She didn't win. Okay. One time it didn't work. Jeez. Which continues to show me that the biggest topic of the show is the show itself. Hey, Cookshack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cookshack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling, 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google. You can also get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world class barbecue forum. They still have one of those. Cookshack pellet fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Moore. The FEC 100 and the PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow or hot and fast, the Pellet Grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800 423 0698. Or visit the website cookshack.com. John Dawson weighing in on an email. Kingsford Pellets, Ramps, having worked with the lame marketing team at Kingsford for years in the past, I can assure you that they aren't A, smart enough, or B, in tune with marketing enough to pull off any kind of pellets. Uh-oh. In the past, they've had vegetarians on their team. What? <laughs> John Dawson also in with this email. Ramps, I'm sure Dave Grohl was listening to your groupie pleading. I have no doubt that he'll be in touch post-haste right after Mike Simon. You did not say that, John. John, good news, you're banned from the show. With that remark, you're banned, and we're back right after
4: this. The only, show giving you a the only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg Rempy.
0: hey smoking with smithfield committed cooks make sure you head to smokingwithsmithfield.com and report your first place wins to claim your prizes have you registered to compete in the American Royal Porkloin and yet? Smithfield just increased the prize purse to $6,000. Make sure you sign up at the American Royal site today. And don't forget to sign up for the Smithfield Classic, which will be in Richmond, Virginia on September 29th. To sign up, reach out to Jesse with Big Papa Smokers. That's Jesse at BigPapaSmokers.com. Good smokes from Smith. Good folks from Smithfield. They did very well, by the way, at Memphis and May with a lot of their cooks qualifying for finals using their products. So there you go. All right. Uh, this is the portion of the month where we have the Embedded Correspondents show up, one from Tennessee, one from Texas, and one from Oklahoma. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back to Doug Scheiding, Steve Ray, and David Huff. Gentlemen, appreciate you joining me as we convene here for another Embedded correspondence segment. This one uh, may run a little bit on uh, the same topic, at least for the, the balance of the first segment, and we'll see what happens after that. But I wanted to talk, I guess, about the Barbecue Hall of Fame. A couple weeks ago, uh, your humble host got his hands on what is purported to be a finalists list. Who's making all the goddamn noise? Stevie. Jeez. That's no, not me my God, somebody's like breaking cement over there for crying out loud. (laughs) So there was a purported list of finalists that uh, I think there were eight, uh, three of those people would be making it into this year's 2018 Hall of Fame. Now, of course, there is a very 50-50% that maybe that list was not even correct, I guess, and we could have been talking about this for weeks and, you know, that was uh, s- s- sussed out to see if some idiot would take the bait. That was me. I think it's correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to hopefully agree with that. So I think it's correct, Greg. So let's go ahead and do this. Uh, I've sent you guys the list of the purported nominees of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and I have asked you to look that list over and then give me your three nominees for your class of The 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame. So uh, we'll start with the gentleman from Tennessee, who, by the way, I mean, look at this guy's setup right now. Steve, got the banner in the back. He's got an American uh, shirt on. He's got a butcher's barbecue. Memorial Day Week, man. Memorial Day Week. Man, oh, man. I mean, you are absolutely live and, uh, or as we used to say, as we say in the trucking industry, Front to back, belly to belly, bumper to bumper, wall to wall, sunshine, high tops and treetops, buddy. Shaking the trees Shiny and raking up. the leaves. There Shiny you go. Side up. I monitor Channel 19. Uh, your three nominees for the 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame.
1: The Clown Hall of Fame. Barbecue Clown, the hall, Clown, Fame. Clown hall of Fame. Let me tell Greg, you something. I, I just want to okay. say real quick, Greg, maybe yeah. you've been advocating for the wrong hall. Uh, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> wow. Funny guy. Yeah, funny, 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 I funny. gotta
0: I got to tell you something here real quick before we get into this. Uh, when <laughs> I was at National Barbecue uh, and Grilling Association's conference in March, I had a sit-down interview with Mama Shed, Linda Orson. And she mm-hmm. did, towards the end, mention that she had been a professional clown for years. And that was kind of a revelation in its own the day before Mike Mills had said that he had Originally got into the denture business, or as he called them, falsies. And still has the denture business to this day, aside from having the restaurant. Still does dentures. But then Linda turned around and said, hey, I was a professional clown. Never even let on that she is in the Clown Hall of Fame. With the likes of a Ronald McDonald. uh, Who's that dope from uh, Chicago? Bozo Bozo the Clown. Clown. And and his sidekick Campy or... Buttons or whatever the hell his name was. Red Skelton? Yeah, I mean, this is... The list I,
1: goes on. I
0: mean, on. <laughs> I thought that was a huge revelation this evening. that She's a Hall of Fame uh, clown. I mean, that is incredible. I can't believe she would have left that out in our conversation in March, but...
1: I've known people been wow. called Hall of Fame clowns. Hey, all
0: right, well, yeah, but these, but
1: <laughs> Linda's like professional. You're just
0: talking about your dopey friends. So, all right, let's get back to the task at hand here, Steve. The 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame. Your list of nominees are
1: okay. Now, this is my list of, I guess, the winners. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. This is who my your number, inducted. my number, my number one.
2: Pick. Hey, hang on, see, pick. Hang on. Maybe we should read the whole list and, and then go through what our, our three are. So sorry, Steve.
1: All right. So no, let me, it, let me announce. Okay,
0: yeah. Let me, let me announce who the nominees are.
1: Okay. And Good then,
0: idea. uh, hold on a second. <laughs> let me get everybody back up. Doing a lot of logistics. The 2018 barbecue hall of fame induction list of nominees are as follows. Tootsie Tomlin Snow's barbecue, Tuffy Stone, Cool Smoke, and uh, owner proprietor Q Barbecue. Jamie Gear, pitmaster and maker of Jambo Pit. Columbus Hill. Karen Putman, author. Uh, Columbus Hill, by the way, uh, uh, old-timey pitmaster. Uh, Karen Putman, author and barbecue competitor from the research that I've done. Rodney Scott, famed whole hog Pitmaster. C.B. Stubblefield, you know him as Stubbs as sauces, marinades, and rubs. Helen Turner, who is a pitmaster in Tennessee. And Charlie Virgos, who is the owner uh, and, or who was the owner and pitmaster of Rendezvous Barbecue. So that's kind of uh, your list. Well, that's not even kind of, that is your list of nominees. Three of those people will be chosen at some point this year to be your 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame class. And we'll try it again for the third time. Steve Ray, who makes the list? Who makes the
1: cut for you? Number one. Number one. From Memphis, Charlie Virgos. Okay, and, and the reason is, what he did, not only for uh, creating a world-class restaurant, but what he did in Memphis by staying downtown, and um, when everybody else, after 68, when Dr. King was assassinated there, they had a tremendous uh, white flight, and Charlie stayed there, he stayed in downtown Memphis, he, uh, he, he lobbied the politicians to, to keep uh, businesses in downtown Memphis. And he did so much more for the city of memphis and uh, the people of memphis while operating his barbecue barbecue restaurant the rendezvous which was he kept world famous and his family continues mm-hmm. to run that today in his honor running it as he did I, I just think that he is what the hall of fame the hall of fame should encompass my second Winner, Rodney Scott of mm. Scott's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only has um, Rodney, he's got one in Hemingway in Charleston. He's getting ready to open one in Birmingham. Now, this is a guy that I'm not sure how old Rodney Scott is, but he's been doing this since he was a teenager. And not only did they have to cook the pigs, they had to go get the wood to cook the pigs. So he was a, a, wood, a woodsman. And a a barbecue pitmaster. And that's a pitmaster in the strongest sense of the word. Rodney Scott. And also a James Beard Award winner. Yep. Okay. Now you may ask, why wasn't Aaron Franklin on this list? Another James Beard Award winner. And maybe we can address that later. Uh, My third is is undecided right now, fellas. My third could be Columbus Hill. Which we... (laughs) Well Oops, sorry we don't we don't know. Is that out loud, Doug? Yeah. We <laughs> don't know. I don't play poker either about Columbus Hill yet, but we will we will know, and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. And and I I have an affection for Columbus Hill's story based on the Lamar Johnson legend here in Ultawa, which is very, very similar to Columbus Hill. Matter of fact, in the same time span at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century. And, and if Columbus Hill turns out to be um, a, a, a not-so-viable pick, I'm going to go with Karen Putman, an author who, is, who has penned several, several barbecue cookbooks over a year and at times when they were not popular with the general public, when barbecue was still a, a pocket industry, um, Karen kept writing these books, kept competing, kept cooking barbecue, and explaining to everyone who would listen how to do it when there weren't a whole lot of people listening. So I've got Charlie Virgos, Rodney Scott. I've got 3A, Columbus Hill, and 3B, Karen Putnam. Have
0: you ever eaten at the rendezvous, Steve? No, have not. No? Great question. All right. All right. <laughs> So you're you're going uh, with Charlie strictly because of the business presence and that he stayed in town after the white people decided to get the hell out.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. You know, th- this this the the Hall of Fame should encompass not only what um you know what you do in barbecue, but your persona, the 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 thing that you um you know what what matters to you mm-hmm. in in the daily um, schedule. Of barbecue, you know everybody on these lists. You know this list. I didn't realize how controversial this list was, (laughs) or how controversial this list getting out was. Uh, I did. I had I had a lot of discussions this week trying to find out who Columbus Hill was. Yeah, and and we I, I discussed with one person, and this person was was sort of upset about that the list had even gotten out, and their. Um, uh, reason being that it's their it's their award. They should be able to do with it what they want. Well, my answer is it's not their award. It's it's our award. Everybody that's in the Hall of Fame is there because of the hundreds and thousands of people like me, like like David, um, like you, Greg, and and Doug. You you're on a different level because you are a a true pitmaster, but myself and and i think i can speak for david we are we are not that great at at cooking barbecue yet but we follow it and we buy their products well you know i buy myron mixon's product i i like to think that i helped elevate him to where he is because i bought his products um i bought uh, melissa cookston's book i bought mike mills's book Mm -hmm. i bought the t-shirt i bought into these people so it's not it's not the American Royals Hall of Fame, and they can do with it what they want. They sure can, but they've got to remember, and the people have to remember that we—it's—it's—it's it's, it's us. It's—it's it's not just them. It's us. We have helped make these people what they are, and and to get to the Hall of Fame status is even to be nominated. I think is is an incredible feat. But I, I just wanted—I just want to say that that um. You know, th- these lists shouldn't be secret. They should be known to everyone, and we should celebrate the list. And don't worry about hurting people's feelings. Man, barbecue people don't have feelings. I've been there. I mean, you can say anything you want. They've had people say thing- crazy things to me. Well, they don't have feelings. These people are business people. It rolls off their back. If they're If they're in, they're in. If they're out, they're out. And, uh, but don't worry about hurting anybody's feelings. Get these lists out to everybody. Steve. And not, that's the way I feel about it. Can you uh, – is, is rule number
0: one of the show in effect as far as the guy that you were talking yes. to?
1: Yes, mm. definitely. All right, I hate that.
0: That's all. It's too bad. We're going to out that guy whether you know it or not. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Doug, your turn. Who are your three that you would be inducting into the barbecue hall of fame?
2: Well – I'm more of recent memory, so my three, um, I have to go with Tootsie. Uh, She is a legend in Texas barbecue, has been doing barbecue for a long time. Her husband worked at City Market in Giddings. Uh, back in uh you know that started in 1941 uh still around today and so uh just her story and how she got into barbecue and how she works at the school during the week and does the barbecue on the weekends and um you know uh, how old is she? she's like 81 years old now 83 yeah 83 so uh just just the what she means to texas barbecue is fantastic and uh she's you know Snow's barbecue is number one. I've had her brisket; it's fantastic. Yoni from, uh, you know, the, the the best barbecue show. He's been there like seventy some times. He goes there all the time. It's amazing.
0: Yanni, you said right? Yanni, yeah. Yoni. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Yanni. I have Yanni queued up to play at a moment's <laughs> notice. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead.
2: Uh, yeah. So Yoni. So um, all right. Um, second one is the professor. Tuffy stone i uh, I just can't see how you cannot put him in if he's on this list in in comparison to the other the other people and I'm gonna go a little homer on on uh, number three uh Jamie gear I think he has done a lot for barbecue uh, if you go to the king of smoker what was it last year king of the smoker they said it was Jambo Rowe. Uh, what they had six or eight lined up you know I mean how many championships have been won using Mm, jambos and he's been building since 1989 I know you said uh, another pit builder uh, Greg uh, but uh, I just think in terms of the number of championships that have been won and the number of championships he's won himself as a competitor I know he's won the Houston rodeo a couple times and I think he got fifth at the jack and uh, so anyway, I, I think those are my three, my alternate would be Rodney Scott. I wouldn't, uh, put him above, uh, any of the other three just because yes, he's been cooking barbecue for a long time, but his restaurant is fairly new. So he's been new kind of into his own restaurant and having that as a, uh, as a business.
0: All right. And last but not least, your Oklahoma correspondent, David Huff, who are you putting into the hall of fame this year?
3: okay so first off uh is anybody else hungry for some french chicken wings those just sounded absolutely <laughs> delicious when they were what oh, one, one looks like those.
0: i know yeah. i couldn't even picture it in my mind yeah
3: so i'm hungry now uh and second steve no you may not speak for me my barbecue is amazing don't you know that everybody loves what they do on the pit <laughs> and i was surprised you didn't have a gospel choir behind your sermon there earlier so <laughs> anyway <laughs> um you know greg not to get off into the weeds too much here but when i was preparing to ask the questions during that interview segment that i did a few weeks ago for you um i tried to do some research on some of these people and it's quite a diverse list um you have i believe 3 that are already you know passed on so that would be in memoriam if i'm saying that correctly um pitmasters authors um what's apparent to me is there's there's no criteria so i started thinking well what is the criteria i did research you can find exactly what it takes to get into the nfl hall of fame there are specific guidelines and Stepping stones or milestones you must re- must reach. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has specific criteria. 25 years from the date of your first album released, and I think there were so many albums sold, etc. If you go to look up what it is required to make it into the Hall of Fame for Barbecue, it is a nomination form. And the categories of business industry, pitmaster, and celebrity humanitarian. So I read that as if you are in any way closely related to the world of barbecue, then (laughs) you are a potential candidate for the Hall of Fame. So with that being said, being a backyard barbecue cook and not knowing in depth these people, my first reaction would be Tootsie. She's been famous. She's been on television. Um, Someone in the barbecue world The years that she's put in are just amazing at 83 years old to get up every day and go work the pits, just like the young guns, if you will, in there. Um, That dedication and those years of service has earned her a spot.
0: And by the way, she could probably kick all of our asses either individually or at the same time. (laughs) There's no
3: doubt. No question. Um, The other one, the second one would be Tuffy Stone, simply from uh, notoriety. Uh, Not that he has not obviously achieved great success in everything that he's done on television um, in books and obviously on the pit, but just well-known on this list. And then my last one, I'm not going to take the sucker way out and get four in, I'm just going to choose three. Uh, I'm going to go with Stubbs, CB Stubblefield, Mm. simply because from, I, I think, pretty much any state in the United States, you can walk into a grocery store and look on the counter and you can see his sauces, his rubs, um, people that are new to barbecue, old to barbecue. They all have used them probably at some point in time. And, um, you know, one person going that way with a success of a product, um, there's a gentleman that we all know at head country that I think would have just as much, Um, of a case to be in under that criteria as double-filled. So that's my thoughts.
0: All right, so that's Dave Huff, the Embedded Correspondent from Oklahoma. Uh, Guys, let's uh, chill out just for one second here uh, while we break, and then we'll come back. Uh, I may or may not release my three, uh, but we will definitely start a discussion on exactly what Dave just touched on is how the hell does one actually get into the barbecue hall of fame and what are the criteria and who's judging and what kind of conversations are taking place and all this other stuff that will lead us down a rabbit hole to hell (laughs) but first i'm going to talk to you quickly about traeger grills that's right behind every great meal is a great grill but not just any grill a traeger grill and the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter your level, thanks to the incredible wood fire taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor from low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie. Traeger can handle it all. And the Timberline, makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi or capability. You can check on your cooks, kick temperatures up, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right through the phone on the Traeger Grill app. In fact, I need to go check on my brisket right now. Hold on a second. I'll stay right here. Find a Traeger dealer and then check them out online if you would like at traegergrills.com. How about this? Want to beef up the barbecue game this summer? Sure you do. Traeger shop class is going coast to coast, Bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters like your Texas-embedded correspondent, Doug Shining. You'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory, and then you can shove it right in your neighbor's faces and say, Hey, look at me. I'm better than you. Suck it. Find a shop class near you and sign up today at TraegerGrills.com slash shopclass. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shopclass. Or if you just want to look at those cookers again, TraegerGrills.com. We'll get back with the Embedded Correspondence in two seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host... Greg Rampe.
0: This segment is brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232, the good folks at Fireboard. All right, guys. So I think the here's the issue that I have had on and on. So one of the things that really pull at the fabric of this particular Hall of Fame is they continually ask for names. It's apparent to me that every other barbecue Hall of Fame is not. Or, <laughs> it's apparent to me that every other Hall of Fame is not out asking or soliciting names from the general public. You're only asking for mayhem and dissension and argument. Now, you can have argument all you want when you have criteria and you generate a list of folks. So at least the initial barrier to entry has been cleared, and now you have guys like Doug and Dave and Steve and me arguing over, should Barry Sanders be in the Hall of Fame this year, or shouldn't he be against this running back or that running back or that wide receiver, whatever? But there have been definitive criteria, as they've said, established for you to judge on. That's like one of the biggest issues for me is nobody seems to have any idea how the hell one is considered, and they've kind of evaporated those three categories. Um, it's not you don't have to be. They're not putting in one business person, one pitmaster, and one humanitarian slash celebrity anymore but it's still just three people and it is, it is still skewed more or less to new age and kind of competitors. And I still think it's weird. And he, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be in it, but like, for instance, Chris Lilly is in the prime of his career. Once again, he was points away from winning his sixth Memphis and May world grand championship. He's in the prime of his career and he's in the hall of fame. Okay. Uh, Myron Mixon, I guess, can be argued that he's still in the prime of his career, and he's been in the Hall of Fame for years. Ray Lampy went into the Barbecue Hall of Fame as a celebrity? I mean, the categories were absolutely ridiculous, so I was happy that they did away with those. But my main issue continues to be, what are the criteria? Who is voting? What discussions are taking place, if any, as to whatever that list is generated, how the list is generated. And then how do you pick those three? Doug, do you have any well, thoughts think, on that?
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, uh, uh, I agree. Yeah, the cr- criteria seem to have go, gone away in uh, last year. So those uh, Melissa Jeff and uh, Dave Anderson they're no longer segregated and and in fact when I was going through the list and doing some of the research I I kind of went through all of the uh, the existing Hall of Fame members and then uh, and I was trying to I was actually going back and forth Well, is Tootsie a pitmaster or celebrity and Tuffy Stone is celebrity or pitmaster I was kind of going back. so I'm glad they did away with that I almost think they need to have a uh, another. Another category and and, uh, induct those that are uh, posthumously, uh, you know, the the ones that are already passed away, because actually four of the nine on the list are are passed away. Hmm. So uh, I think that's a substantial amount. So uh, I think from the standpoint of, you know, the popularity contest and the naming, you know, they've got a critical mass now it would seem in the you know number of inductees to at least you know continue to get names from them or maybe even make them like in baseball a veterans committee or something like that where they're they get a vote and or they get to uh, induct people that uh, aren't uh, being considered or aren't, aren't on this list because in going through the the list there's a lot of people that uh, that could be left off on this you know um, I went through and just you know, in five minutes, I came up with uh, Dave Raymond, maybe John Marcus, uh, you know Stan Hayes of OBR, Franklin, as someone mentioned, Bobby Flay. How about E.G. Kingsford, who got in? You know who should have gotten in and at the same time as Henry Ford. Um, and there was a gentleman named Rick Welch that was also one of the founders of kcbs i don't know the history but uh maybe he should be in uh, and what you know uh darren worth you know again he's in the the prime of his his uh, career and, mm-hmm. and uh, last but not least you know no names please but uh paul shoddy oh what david who david was talking about so um who doesn't blow his own horn enough but um so there's a lot of people that could be in and and in looking at that list i thought maybe some of those might be more uh more apt or qualified than than people on the current list. So um, yeah, it, it just needs to be transparent, which it isn't now.
0: Uh, Steve, I know yeah. you wanted to talk a little bit about this. And, uh, you know, as I had said before, my biggest contention is there just seems to be a lot of murkiness and not a lot of transparency. And we don't know who's in charge, if it's a group, if it's an individual, if there's a conclave or a confluence of people making decisions in
1: order to right. get
0: to that 2018. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, my my thoughts are this: I, I don't like them taking away the categories. Each each uh, sport is different. Uh, this is more like the golf hall of fame. Um, you, you know, there's some golfers in the in the golf hall of fame. People scratch their head um, and and wonder, you know, how are they in it, and when other people aren't. I think in a, in a in a in a sport like that we support. I think you've got to have categories, and the three I came up with were pitmaster, restaurateur, and barbecue ambassador. And I think. I think whoever whoever makes the list, and and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not I'm not so uh, critical of who who makes this list. You know, I don't like I'm like you, Greg. Don't don't throw it out there to, to people. That's you need to, a committee, you, and they need to sit down and say, all right, we need 25 names, and then we need to whittle these things down to 10 names, and then them seven or nine, how many they're going to have, and you've got to put them into the categories and have a winner out of each category. Uh, but then you've got to find out, you know, uh, Myron Mixon, uh, pitmaster or restaurant He's done both. Well, obviously, he's a pitmaster. Uh, Tuffy Stone, uh, competitor or restaurant He's been doing both a long time. I, you know, I say pitmaster. Um, and let's take uh, let's take Tootsie. Um, you know, during the week she is a maintenance supervisor, and she cooks one day a week. And Doug, you referenced her husband. But does does that make her a a hall of famer? I, that was my criteria. I think not. Uh, she was a James Beard Award finalist, but, and I'm, and I'm, she's a wonderful person. Don't get me wrong, but this isn't the wonderful person Hall of Fame. This is the the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tuffy Stone, I don't think he's been doing it long enough to be into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jamie Gear, he's a great pit master as far as builder. He's a great cook. Uh, has he been doing it long enough? I, you know, I don't think so. I think that 1989. Um, yeah, but but he's still, he's, he's younger than I am, Doug. So you know, you know, I, I'm I'm not over the hill yet, and I know he's not. So I, he's, I just
2: he's actually ahead. seventy or uh, sixty two. Are you older than sixty two?
1: I'm fifty nine. Okay, right. I thought it was younger than I was. I mean, I, Myron Mixon is younger. Than he I. just looks it, younger. It, it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't worked as hard as I have. Yeah, but I think I think we need to make three categories, and um, and we need to take the final and put them out there. My God, put them. Put them on their website. I went to their website. they got a nice little website. It's easy to navigate. They've got bios on everybody that's in it. I liked it. I, I, it's easy. Put them on there. Let's get them out. Get them out there for discussion. And you need to broaden the base on who's voting. You need to find members of the of the KCBS. You need to find members of the IBCA. I don't know why this thing's limited to uh, KCBS. Doug, there's nobody from Texas on this thing except Tootsie. I mean, there's nobody from the IBCA that I can see. I may be wrong, but – um. Uh, you know, let's make well, this Stubbs. thing. All, let's make this thing okay. Let's make this thing all encompassing. But what Stubbs wasn't a competitor though, was he? I mean, he made sauce. No, City but he had based in
2: Texas. Yeah,
1: he's based. Yeah, in Texas. But he yeah. made But he he's had a, a restaurant. There. I mean, he was a restaurateur. So do you so, want to so, I mean, have?
0: Do you want to have? Uh, do you want to have a, a known group of voters? Like you, you, vote for the NFL Hall of Fame. You're the it's the sports writers, right? And right, y- baseball is
1: the same way. Yeah. The baseball writers of America, they're known. Um, yeah, you can have a known group. Uh, I, I would have no problem. I would, I would say, um, you could take, you could take nominations. You could take volunteers. You want to, who want to vote. So Um, according,
3: according to the website, we do know who gets to vote the nominees as who the three, the three inducted are, what we don't know is who decides which, which of the people that are nominated because I'm sure there were more than these eight, eight or however many names that were nominated. They, but
1: I, I missed that. Who who, who did they say gets to vote? Who who votes from C- these
3: current votes? barbecue hall of fame committee members and any past barbecue hall of fame inductees make up the voting members.
0: All right, so okay, well that's a, that's Reikland, a large group of people Stephen there if you look Reikland on their website. Vote, right? It's it's a big group. So there's a there's a committee and then there's the inductees themselves.
3: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And does now, it does, to,
0: does it list who the who
3: the committee is? It does not. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things I tried mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. out, which is, you know, part of this cloud over this. Um, you know, I want to know who decides on the nominees. There might be thirty or forty people, and without criteria, to Steve's point, You could, I think you could absolutely argue that Tootsie deserves to be in, Steve. Maybe not on your criteria, but on the criteria that I have established. Exactly, exactly. Establish some criteria and put it out there. Uh, I mean, it's out there for every other Hall of Fame. You know, if they meet these specific guidelines, then they qualify. And don't we also want
0: to know how many people were initially, uh, fished out or, or, or I would nominees? Love to know I mean, sure. are there a thousand to that, names? Are or this list get whittled yeah, yeah. Like are there 2000 people that got whittled down to X that eventually got whittled down to this nine? or they get whittled down to three? I mean, that's really what I want to know. Like how many names are actually getting put out there?
3: And yeah, and if there was, was done, and if there was criteria, you could justify why some of them were knocked off the list. Yeah, and they if, did not meet these specific criteria. Most of those
0: people that are in the Hall of Fame have been on my show, so shame on those bastards for not letting me <laughs> get in yet. Don't they know I have a acceptance speech that will just gas the entire place? It's going to be great whenever I get to say it.
1: It's <laughs> Hall of Fame you know, show. The people karma. on the list. The people on the list. I, you know, they, they pretty much should be there. I mean, it's, it's a good, it, I think it's, I think it's a good list of people. Um, but, right. um, but, but I think, I think what we're moving away from is, is I think, I think they're moving towards the the nicest, coolest people in barbecue from mm. the hall mm-hmm. of fame people in barbecue Tootsie to me, she's, she's cool. Uh, Helen Turner here in Brownsville, Tennessee, up in uh, West Tennessee, great person, great, great little restaurant there. I mean, a roadside shack, but I mean, is she hall of famer. I mean, Sam Sam Jones has been doing the same thing. He's only thirty-something, and he's been doing it since he was six years old. Yeah. So you know why not? You know why not Sam Jones, Aaron Franklin, a James Beard Award winner, uh, and you know why not him? You know, Roddy Scott's a James Beard Award winner. Um, you, you know why, why was why was he picked on there and Aaron wasn't? Um, you know Aaron won it first. He's never been on there as far as I know. Michael so,
0: Michael Simon has know. a barbecue restaurant. It, 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 it,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, would he could be a restaurant too? Greg, I think, and I think some of the things that I believe it was Steve that mentioned. Well, hold on, are, Greg, you said someone's yeah. in the prime of their career and they're still in it. One of the things that yeah. would make this more difficult would be, I mean, let's compare it to Hall of Fame for a rock and roll or for uh, football those careers usually end mm, yeah. at a much younger yeah, age. Right, right. A, you can yeah. be a barbecue pit master or a celebrity well into you know 60s, 70s, or look at Tootsie, into your 80s. If you make it so many years after their career has ended, then that's going to be much more difficult with a career that can go yeah, on so no, long. No,
0: I mean, I get it. I mean, you, I mean look, look at Johnny Trigg's got to be pushing mid-80s, exactly. if not near 90, yeah. and he's still out there doing it. He's got all his faculties, all that stuff. So, I mean, I certainly get that whole argument but it just seems to me it seems odd that you have a guy who's still pulling down world championships and sure it has no appearance of even looking old and he's still kicking ass and he's in the hall of fame i'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be there i'm not saying that you're insinuating that but sure geez i mean so why
3: why not a minimum of so many years in the industry and if you 15 20 whatever it is set that and once that criteria is met you're eligible for nomination right yeah.
2: Yeah, you could You in could, IBCA and IBCA you have to be a member
1: uh uh for 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say that, Doug. You could set the baseline as that how long you've been a, have you been a KCBS member if we're going to keep this all, you know, KCBS oriented.
3: Yeah, and well, Which that's the other thing. I don't should. Guy Fury is not a KCBS yeah. member
1: well, probably, so
3: But he's a life member, Dave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Honorary. <laughs> yeah, but
0: but but the Hall of Fame shouldn't be exclusive should not exclude one sanctioning body over the other, it should be an right. all-encompassing, right? So it should take... Unless IBCA that
3: sanctioning party. body is in charge of that specific Hall of Fame, which I don't know that... Are we even certain? Is it the American... The American Royal, Royal? owns
0: the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. It's not uh, supplemented or uh, the KCBS isn't running it behind the doors or anything like that. It's uh, okay. It was bought... American Royal bought it from Ray Basso and uh, that guy from Hog Guys, Mike from from Hog Guys, whatever it was. The year that Guy Fieri went in that year, I think that was the first year that the American Royal had taken over ownership of that, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah,
2: that was 2012.
0: Yeah.
1: So you know the mission. The mission statement says our mission is to identify and honor the evolving history and traditions of barbecue, while we recognize, document, and preserve the heritage of barbecue in our world induction into the Barbecue Hall of Fame as barbecue's top honor and recognizes the substantial influence in the advancement of barbecue. Hmm. So that that to me that what that does, that just takes the categories and just says, uh, we'll just have one category, barbecue ambassadors.
3: Yep. And
1: that and then, means it's wide open.
3: All
0: right. <laughs> I mean well, you can
1: be a you can be a pit master and not be a barbecue ambassador. Some guys that cook and they won't they wouldn't talk to you if they're if you're Your trailer's on fire. All right, well, so
0: we're going to have to tie it up here, gentlemen. We could talk about this probably for another hour or two at least before we came to some type of a uh, conclusion or summary. But we're uh, rapidly running out of time, and I have business to attend to. Uh, Every fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, the Embedded Correspondents are showing up here, and we're talking about cool barbecue topics like the Barbecue Hall of Fame, as we did here in this segment. Steve Ray is the Embedded Correspondent in Tennessee. David Huff is there in Oklahoma. And the longest-running, tenured Embedded Correspondent is Doug Shiding from Texas. Gentlemen, always appreciate the time, and we will see you again next month. Thank you, Greg. Thank, Thank you. Guys. There they are, the Embedded the Correspondents. Love it.
4: All guests appear via the Traeger Grills Hotline. mm mm Yummy. Well, I don't
0: know if we've finished anything, but... Certainly, we've laid it all out there for people to go back and listen to. Perhaps people of importance. Some of you will say, uh, perhaps you're ruining your own chances by t- I know. Hey, attention, folks, in the business of barbecue. Let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood. Shipping, distribution, manufacturing sausage for companies across the U.S. From food trunks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed in the on-site USDA-inspected facility. They're a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. they got wholesale options available, shipping nationwide via the FedEx, You can also get food service distribution via Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to packaging completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Private label opportunities also available. How nice is that, right? If you don't want to bother doing any R&D or recipe development, if you just want to take one of the already established products that Southside has and then brand it as your own, they're certainly open to that. Hit them up on the website, southsidemarket.com, for more information. Also, 10% off coupon for online orders only when you use code BBQ Central, all one word, lowercase, BBQ Central, for all your online orders. 10% off. Again, that code BBQCENTRAL, Central, that's BBQ Central, Southside Market and Barbecue. They got the restaurant in Elgin, they also got one in Bastrop. Check it out if you're going to be out there. That beef sausage is absolutely tremendous. Alright, we're back right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back.
4: Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpey. Hey, the National Barbecue News
0: is dedicated to all things barbecue. Their goal to introduce new people to the barbecue world while keeping the barbecue enthusiasts and professional informed on all current happenings in and around the barbecue nation. They obtain this goal by offering timely news stories, new product reviews, barbecue event calendars, and unique recipes inside their printed products, website, social media pages, and email newsletters. Subscribe now by visiting news.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, barbecuenews.com. That's barbecuenews.com. Thanks again to Doug, Dave, and Steve, the Embedded Correspondents, for doing that Embedded correspondence segment. And now we take time to wrap it up. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with the 2018 World Grand Champions of Memphis in May, the 2018 World Champions of Whole Hog, the 2018 World Champions of the Chicken Wing, and the Kingsford Tour Grand Champions as well, Brooke and Brad Orson from the Shed Barbecue in Mississippi. And then in the second hour, we talked with the Embedded Correspondents, mostly, well, only talking about the Barbecue Hall of Fame, your current list of nominees. And evidently, somebody's really jacked out of shape that that list got leaked. No Names, Please leaked it. Maybe it was that guy, and he's just trying to play turncoat. You heard the list. You send me your emails on who you think should be in the 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame this year. Should it be Tootsie? Should it be Tuffy? Should it be Jamie? How about Columbus Hill? Karen Putnam? Rodney Scott? C.B. Stubblefield? Helen Turner? Charlie Virgos? You name them. You tell me. Give me top three. Give me three. Not four or five. Give me three. Make a decision. Big show playing for you next week already, of course. September eleventh, two 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.